0: Welcome to Black Diplomats, the dopest foreign policy podcast in America that delivers news, analysis, and personal stories from a Black perspective. I'm your host, Terrell Jermaine Starr. This week, I'm going to talk about being Black abroad and most critically, being Black in America, especially during COVID-19. So, I've been in Ukraine for six weeks now and what can i say (laughs) i feel wonderful i'm in the village of sasivka which is located in the swaliyava region of the Carpathian oblast here in western ukraine so i'm basically an hour out from hungary from slovakia not that far from romania so i'm real close to those borders I don't know if you can hear that one second. I'm inside of my cabin with the door closed, but the loudest thing that I hear right now past 10 p.m. on a Saturday night are the crickets that's the only thing that's popping right now and in the morning you wake up to the roosters cock a doodle and during the midday the cows are mooing because on this property there's a small farm here where there's a pig and the cows and the chickens are roaming free but of course you also have the steps of people's feet hitting the gravel of the unpaved streets near my cabin. But honestly, you can't even call those streets. They're more like walkthroughs. But mostly in this village where I've been living for six weeks, it's just silence. You basically are able to do something that we in America struggle with which is to live with your own thoughts. So let me talk about that because in this podcast, I'm going to talk about being black abroad and why I think so many black Americans throughout history have sought refuge just for their emotional well-being, whether that be a few months or a few years, why they travel abroad, But let me be more specific for those of us who can actually afford to do so and have the means because this access to other parts of the world definitely requires you to have a little bit of money that a lot of folks don't have. But basically, I want to talk today about why I decided to do all I could to leave New York so that I can relieve myself here as opposed to be in my little small studio in Brooklyn and deal with all the stress of this big city life and all the noise that never stops and being in the COVID-19 bubble. I just want to talk to you about a few more things about where I'm at just to give you an idea and set things up i told you all that this resort this small resort property also has a small farm and there are also apple trees and there are other fruits that just grow wild and you could just pick it and there's no chemicals in any of the food that i have been eating in addition to that i run five times a week on roads that don't have that many cars passing through i hike once a week 10 miles here and there and that's basically my life and i'm writing my book which i didn't do much of during the first six weeks and i'll explain why i almost did not think that i would leave new york because a lot of countries are not accepting Americans because our rates are so high. The EU just said to hell with y'all. Now, there are certain countries that are taking us because the EU has a mandate that its member states individually do not have to accept. So, Ukraine is not part of the European Union. Neither is Turkey, even though they tried to get in for the longest but they're taking tourists Ukraine's taking tourists you have to come in and you have to quarantine for 14 days which is what I did but I wanted to leave because Brooklyn I felt like I was at a point in my life where things were just so stressful for me personally but just also the day to day of hearing the news cycle because I work as a political reporter for my full time job and um, being wired to Twitter and social media and my mind was just so full and also just the stress of uh, of cops just hunting black people down and killing us if these 6 weeks here have taught me anything it has given me the mental space to imagine what it's like for black people to exist, right? To be free, to be unencumbered by people's hangups about race and about my race. Let's break that down. So I didn't appreciate it before I arrived here in this small village where I'm certain I am the only black person In a 300 mile radius. (laughs) Easy. Much of the stress. That I was dealing with. In New York. Was. Being black. And. The stress of. Our fight to be liberated. I'm a race reporter. I write about race. I think about race all the time. And I love my work. But. If you're constantly in that bubble, it can overwhelm you. And it just gets to the point where everything physically is functioning, but mentally you're just on autopilot. And for much of this year, I was on autopilot, especially after the George Floyd murder, which I consider a murder, occurred right around my birthday. I'm like, wow, I can't, it's hard to decompress. But I had some momentary reprieve where I went to Westchester. Uh, I took the Metro, MTA Metro North, 30 minutes out of the city, it's a different world. And you didn't hear all the noise of the city, the protests, none of that stuff, which I definitely support the protests. It's just that, What would it be like if I didn't have to protest? What if I could just be? And when I went to this, my little mini vacation out in Westchester, where things were similarly quiet like it is in this little village here in Ukraine, I just existed. I didn't do a stressful job writing about race. I didn't do any of this shit. I was just, chilling and I think that a lot of black people like James Baldwin all the great writers who moved to Paris because that was a major spot where people moved and it's not the village or anything like that but you know the black American experience is that I go over to Europe and I'm treated better now we all know that you cannot outrun white supremacy you cannot escape white supremacy we all know that, right? Just like you hear a lot of black folks saying, I'm going to Canada. Well, they kill black people in Canada too. So I'm not saying any of this to say that I am, I came to Ukraine to escape. No, because I know I can't escape racism. What I'm saying is that for me here in this little village, The fact that I could just exist and just be myself and be free and not have to be stressed about all the pressures of being black and standing up for my race and all this other stuff. Just be me because the people around here are not asking me about any of those things. Where I'm on the street, people are asking you, oh, where are you from? Oh, you're from America. Why don't you come sit down? Why don't you eat? Why don't you have a drink with us? I'm just being a human being. The feeling I have right now. I can't remember an instance in my life where I have been happier. I've been i and I'm happy because I'm just I exist. And I think that's what so many black writers. When they travel abroad, that's just what they want, because America, it, it's there's a target on you. and i've been doing a lot of research for my book and i've been reading about all these black people especially from the south who experimented with communism and they took jobs in the agriculture industry in the soviet union because they graduated from many of our great hbcus tuskegee university it was back in the day it was tuskegee institute you know hampton and all the other hbcus where they had these agricultural skills that the soviets could use and they were making more than double the money you read a lot of accounts and they're very diverse They were just happy that they could just do their jobs and not be lynched. (laughs) Think about that. Did black people avoid racism or escape racism in the Soviet Union? Of course not. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that I know how it feels to be so stressed out with America that you just want to try and you just want to have some semblance of peace and you will go anywhere to find it And you will hold on to the hope that that semblance of peace and not having people use your race as a means to encumber your growth and your humanity, people will hold on to the hope that they can exist in that life for as long as they can until the racism chases them down And finds them. Because we all know. It comes when we least expect it. The racism will run you down. It will find you. It always does. But for me. For these past six weeks. I have not dealt with any of that. And I just want it to last. As long as it can I've learned a lot about myself I've learned that I love going on hiking trails and picking blackberries I love going hiking and picking mushrooms I love looking at people and they smile at me I am a black face in a very homogenous nation Especially here in western Ukraine The people have a lot of Hungarian and Slovakian And Romanian and Polish influence here They see my black face They know I'm black But I haven't heard anybody say anything racist to me Do I know what's in their minds? No But it feels good that I see different tourists that come on this property. We just speak and we talk. It's not about politics. It's not about anything stressful. People just enjoy me. I enjoy them. I just am. I just am. And that's, I think for a lot of people, that's a tough thing to, to grasp, to just be. And you know why it's tough for a lot of us black folk? Because we live in America and we're never allowed to be. I've been doing more thinking. Thinking about why in the hell am I saving money to buy some expensive apartment in New York City? where I'm going to be surrounded by noise that I hate and some mortgage that's just going to be so outrageous the most important purchase of my life is going to make me cry not because I'm happy but because I have this (laughs) incredible debt to pay and I better hope I don't lose my job because America is so cruel Then when people lose work, it doesn't take care of its own citizens, but it takes care of Wall Street. Another topic for another episode. I left Brooklyn. The thing that really strengthened my resolve to leave was the fireworks that took place. During the 4th of July. I understand that a lot of folks needed. To decompress and they need to do something to be fun, Especially since they've been in the houses Particularly if they're not living by themselves I get all that But those fireworks almost took me out They almost took me out I live near a bus stop And people are constantly using that bus stop Because the buses are 24 hours in New York City In many places, most places And so I'm constantly hearing people the thing about Ukraine is that it's so foreign. It's so out of the way. It does not remind me of America. That's the thing about it. It does not remind me of America. That's why I love it. And I, when I come here, I don't have to think about America. I came here to write my novel. Pardon me. To write my memoir. And my and my memoir is going to be written. My, my chapters are going to be written this week. This weekend. And have about four chapters to do they'll get done but I feel like I need those six weeks to just decompress and because I've decompressed I can finally write because my mind is clear and my mind is clear because I don't have to deal with the pressures of being black I never felt any pressure of being black in these six weeks I haven't had conversations with friends about the pressures of being black That's another thing when you're not around other black people that remind you of all the shit about being black The pressures of being black notice. I said the pressures of being black I did not say being black because I don't feel any pressure being black. I feel the pressure and the racism from other people I just want to make that distinction so it's a wonderful thing and you have to be out you have to be completely away from america completely away from other black people just to decompress from it all and i think that's what we all need and it's not we don't need to decompress from ourselves as black people i feel like we need to decompress from white people and white supremacy And that's what being here in Ukraine has done. I've been able to decompress from white supremacy. That is a gift that few black people on this earth can ever experience. But you know, the thing about being in Ukraine, the irony of me enjoying this country so much was that my first introduction to this country didn't start off as warmly As I'm enjoying it right now. Years ago. I wrote an article in the Washington Post. In which I. Talked about. The first day. I moved to Ukraine. I was denied housing. By the first five or so. Landlords because. I'm black. I had a Ukrainian and a Nigerian real estate person working together. I actually had two Ukrainians and one uh, Nigerian. They were working with me. It was two Nigerian guys. One, one of them was my friend. They're all coming together. They're trying to find me a place. And I had my first month, second month's rent, plus I had a deposit and everything set up. And so, prior to coming to Ukraine, they were trying, the real estate people were trying to sell me as an American. And then the landlord would say, is he black? And they were like, yeah. And they are say, no, we're not interested. So, after I left the airport, And I met up with these guys, the real estate people. I remember the Ukrainian dude extend his hand and said, hi, Terrell, your race is causing us a lot of problems. Or he would say, your skin color is causing us a lot of problems. (laughs) That was my introduction, y'all. So started off midday around three o'clock that day. I thought it was going to be a simple process. I have money, landlord has the property. No, we would have these conversations. And sometimes the property owner would not be there, but the property owner's children would. The child may not have a problem with me, but the child would have to call their parent and the child would be like, hey, this is a black dude. And they would say, nyet, <laughs> Yeah, the black person who drew the most nits in a day, that would be me. I finally found a place, and this was in the evening around 7 or 8 o'clock, finally got a place. Ukraine was not a hospitable place to me when I first got here. I was stopped. Over the course of a year and a half during my Fulbright program from 2009 throughout 2010, I would say I stopped counting at 30. Like when the cops, after the 30th stop, I stopped counting. One time I was stopped three times in a day. Racism was that bad. Because the cops were profiling people and they were taught to profile us, us black folk. So here's the question, why did I continue to stay here after all that treatment, especially dealing with these cops? Well, I'll tell you. What's interesting about Ukrainian cops, that's different from New York City cops or cops in America in general. And if you hear that poor, I got some fruit. Wine is made from some berry. I forgot the name of it. So, white wine. The thing about Ukrainian cops is that they're not going to kill you. That's the thing. They're not going to kill you. And so, no matter how much of a jerk a Ukrainian cop is going to be, no matter how much of an asshole they are towards you, the cops are not going to shoot you. And not only that, They'll tug on you and she'll be like, yo, get in our police car. We just want to talk to you. I'm like, man, get your fucking hand off me. And you could just pull your, your arm back and they're not going to throw you to the ground or behave violently or any of those things. That's not been my experience. But also I'm going to add in this, as I speak about this, that there are plenty of times where the cops fuck people up, even white Ukrainians. So I'm not saying that the cops are angels here. They're not. I'm just talking about, like, when you listen to me talk, you have to, and also Black Americans talk, and they may not bring as much context into their feelings like I am, but people are talking about degrees or there's levels to this shit, right? So nobody's saying that racism doesn't exist outside of America. Of course it does. There's levels to it. Are the cops as violent and murderous? In Ukraine as they are in America No They don't kill as many people They just don't uh, Are there racist cops in here Yes I've dealt with them Yeah definitely and my friends do In fact the Africans Have more of a stories about it than I do Because why I pull out my passport I have fewer problems The American passport is a Get out of jail free card Literally so there are certain privileges to that. Definitely. But I stayed here because I feel like it's a calling and I love it. It's just simple as that. It's a calling. I'm supposed to be here in Ukraine. I'm supposed to be spreading the gospel about Ukraine. I'm supposed to be an expert about Ukraine and and, and Russia and 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 um the Caucasus. Like I'm that's just my thing. It's a calling for me. And I think God decided that, hey, there needs to be a black man who has his perspective of growing up in Detroit to help break down these countries and understanding imperialism and understanding what that means. So part of my work here is about studying imperialism and understanding how different nations administer imperialism. Y'all hear that? that sounds like a motorcycle but see that's the one of the loudest things you see it stopped in new york it would be maybe just imagine those hundreds of those noises plus people speaking very loudly that's the loudest thing that i've heard all day so we're we're talking about imperialism understanding imperialism here in ukraine it's helped me to you know early on 10 years ago 15 years ago you know ukraine and in georgia how russia oppresses its neighbors it made me start thinking about systems how do systems work and i thought very critically about if this system is impacting ukrainians and georgians and other people in the in these former colonies of of the kremlin of the soviet kremlin right soviet union what type of systems are impacting me as a black person in america you start thinking about urban planning you start thinking about settler colonialism what does settler colonialism look like in america versus in ukraine you know, as uh, when I first came to this part of the world, Georgia, in two thousand and three, that's when I started having these this intellectual curiosity about systems of oppression, It started making me think about my own country, America. That's why I do what I do. And the long, the short story of it is that. I traveled when I was in not travel, I was I was a student at Philander Smith College, HBCU in Little Rock, Arkansas. My junior year, I applied for an international volunteer program. I picked all the black places on the application because it gave you options of where you would like to go. And I would I ended up being picked to go to Russia. I did want to go to Russia. Tried to call the program Administrator to talk them into getting me some place else that didn't happen went to russia for three months had a great experience And um applied for peace corps Once I completed my senior year we know during my senior year and after I completed my senior year I was supposed to go to russia but program closed In 2002 and then I was selected to go to georgia so you have to remember that I grew up in Detroit, which is the largest black city in America. Didn't spend that much time around, around white folks at all. I came over to this part of the world thinking that the white folks over here were like the white folks in America. That is not true at all. <laughs> and I'll be writing about that in my book. And I'm writing, I'm actually on a chapter, chapter three, where I am talking about the different types of white folks. Starting with the Georgians and then I'll move on to the Ukrainians. But I'm saying all of this to say that, you know, there's I'm I'm meant to be abroad. And I came over here just to, to to decompress and write my story. A beautiful story. And it's not just my story, it's about how I learned how how growing up in Detroit and opening up my mind helped me to understand systems. So, living in this, in in Ukraine, understanding imperialism, understanding Russian settler settler colonialism, helped me to understand the systems of oppression in my own country. I got it reversed. And now I'm actually writing my book so that we understand that white supremacy, imperialism, Settler colonialism is a world issue. And my black experience is informing how I'm interpreting how this imperialism functions. But it's living over here that's helping me to flush that out. So the irony of all of this is that I took y'all 10 years back to when I first came here. And I was 29 years old. And I'm in this little village where I'm generally not re- reminded about my race at all. That's the irony of it. I mean I'm, my book is all about race, but the most valuable thing that I'm experiencing in this little village. I'm benefiting From Being away from people Being away from a Society That weaponizes My skin color In this village I don't have to deal with any of that And it feels so fucking good I want all black people to experience that this is the best that I have felt in years I can't remember a time where I have felt this good because I just am I'm just existing I'm if black people could just be I'm feeling it right now And I want every black person to feel this way. Unfortunately, we have to fight for it. Sometimes I feel guilty about why I'm not fighting the good fight. Why I'm not fighting with my people because I feel so good. And I don't feel bogged down by other people because I've escaped the environment you know when I see police cars drive by which is rare like I rarely see a cop that's another thing I see a cop whenever I do see them roll by I tense up but they just kind of look at me and they just move on but to not see a cop is a beautiful thing. When people talk about a world without police. I feel like I'm living it because I hardly see cops here. I never. Appreciate how stressful cops make me feel. Because I know I'm eligible to be at the receiving end of their baton or their bullets and because I don't see these cops when I'm going about my business here every day that's just a major stress reliever a major stress reliever it just feels good that's the irony of it. I came here, couldn't find a place in Kiev. Nobody wanted to rent to a black person, but I'm back. And it's giving me the most relief that I, I, I can't remember how, s- feeling this safe. And it's because I left my own country to acquire it. There's so many black people who are traveling abroad for the very reason that I am. Because they want to feel safe. Do we know that racism is everywhere? Of course we do. But we want to try. We want to try. And I don't blame them because I'm doing the same thing. I've even thought about moving here. Well, move here permanently. No. Just a year or so. Working from here. As long as I have a strong internet connection. I feel like I need a break from America. I need a break from America. It's just too much. I just need a break for a year and I'll be ready to fight again. I don't know if that'll happen, but I know ideally I would like that break. I think every black person needs a break from America. I'm gonna be back in America in October. So my break is gonna be coming to an end soon. But I know these past six weeks have been beyond wonderful. And I want other black people to feel the same. And we shouldn't have to leave our country, the country that belongs to us, in order to feel that. But these are my thoughts, y'all. I really want you all to go... On your favorite podcast Platform Whether that be Stitcher Or Spotify Or Apple iTunes Or Google Play and Just leave comments and tell me how you're feeling Go to my Twitter Handle, go to Instagram And tell me how you're feeling What do you feel about what I had to say I really would like to hear your thoughts Next week, I'm going to be recording a number of other episodes. I tried to record a few this week, but the internet connection in this little village, it can be spotty sometimes, so y'all forgive me. But I wanted to drop a few words about what's going on with me, what's going on in my brain. What am I feeling in this village? wanted to give you an idea of why i'm here why i'm so happy and i hope i gave you some things to think about and if you want me to expand on a few things let me know and i'll do that too all right y'all i think i did the show talk to y'all next week